The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to Ben the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Jimmy of House Nuts. And today on a Song of Ice and Fire book club, our, our little podcast we do here, we got a, a bunch of good news. And and I sound weird because I'm sick. <laughs> That's okay, man. You know, the train just continues of us being injured or, or downtrodden or just whatever this year. Okay. Um, but I am on high spirits. Let me tell you why, Jimmy. Okay? okay. This has nothing to do with the things here, but I just learned about the tax code. And did you know you can deduct a lot of stuff since we are <laughs> technically a self-employed business? I just sort of learned how this all works. And let me tell you, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, this is uh, the first year that my YouTube channel is really kind of like exploded. And obviously joining Ben the knee is a totally different thing now too. And it's like, um, I guess I run a small business. Like that's a that's yeah. a weird we're feeling. The, uh, we're the backbone of the American economy over here. <laughs> okay, yeah, same same thing. You know, ever since we joined the podcast network, now it's like okay, things are changing a little bit here. And man, I'm learning all about this whole tax deduction business because you know I'm over, I'm always over here talking about like hey, making trying to make some upgrades. Well, those are tax deductible. <laughs> yeah, I wish someone would have told me that before I bought my Mac Mini a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, so or this microphone because <laughs> I've been like saving up to get because I need like a, I'm gonna get a new like MacBook because mine's a little bit older for editing and stuff like that. Because like, man, I could really crank something. I could really crank out a lot more stuff, but I just have to sit and wait for these you know long podcast videos to process. Takes a while. Forever, it does. So now that I'm learning a little bit more about this tax code, I'm going to have to be pulling the trigger on that thing soon. But none... I'm excited for the Iron Bank to come and audit you in like three years. You're going to be like, Seriously. Serious. <laughs> well, I'm going to be keeping receipts. Okay. Okay. That's very important. Gonna that's why you get out the George Costanza wallet. That's like six inches yeah, thick. I got receipts of everything. So, uh, yeah, but that was definitely uh, kind of interesting because I was kind of calculating. And I was like, uh, I'm going to owe like three grand in taxes. Oop, that's where tax deductions come in. So, <laughs> anywho, it's tax season. I hope everyone out there, uh, at least here in the United States, getting them done. I know it can be scary for a lot of people because basically it's imagine if, you know, the Red Keep was like, hey, you owe us a bunch of money. And it's like, okay, well, how much money do I owe you? And they're like, well, we know how much money you owe us, but you have to figure it out. Okay, well, what happens if I get it wrong? Well, you get thrown in the in the dungeon. Or maybe to okay? the wall. It's like, why can't you just tell me how much I owe? That's for you to figure out. What that a is joke. not the worry the of system. kings and queens. Exactly. What a terrible system. Nonetheless, we, we need a Blackfire Rebellion. Against we do. Okay. Just here. We, yeah, that's okay. Hey, oh, yeah, we tried. There was one. Uh, yeah, we did not yeah. need that. There was one a couple. Uh, not down yeah. for all that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't need any more of that. All right. Well, hey, with that fun out of the way, hey, there was some news. So we, you know, we, we were powering along on our reread here. And uh, during last week's 
episode when Jimmy and I were recording, some news dropped. We talked about it just briefly, but I figured now, hey, there's been even more news to come out. So today's just going to be a House of the Dragon slash A Song of Ice and Fire, the future of A Song of Ice and Fire uh, news episode. So the big one that came out last week, and I'll get this pulled up here. I'll add to the uh, add to the screen here. House of the Dragon to get a shorter season two as HBO series eyes season three green light. Now this that came from Deadline. It came from some of these other uh, you know reports as well. And some of the things that have been said was that it's going to be next season is going to be eight episodes instead of ten, like we got this season. Which honestly, I was think we were kind of shocked actually. If you go back and you listen to even our old episodes, we were kind of shocked that we were even going to get 10 episodes. I think we were all kind of in that maybe eight episode range. You know, you look at some of the other big shows. I think Wheel of Time had eight episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, Mandalorian doesn't even necessarily have 10 episodes. I think it rings of power, power nine, I think. Maybe nine. Yeah. You know, it just seems it feels like eight has almost kind of become that standard for like these big streaming shows is what you're going to get. So I was kind of shocked that we were getting 10, which is awesome. Certainly down for it. Yeah. Um, And as we looked back, you know, you go back, we did sort of like a roadmap, I think on Patreon. And then we might've done something on YouTube as well of how we thought this house of the dragon was going to go. And we were sort of thinking like, man, is it going to be three or four seasons? So if we go with eight episodes, are you thinking more four seasons? Are we thinking more three? Well, th this article kind of goes into it. And the first thing I want to, you know, when we heard this news last week, we just started spitballing like for like maybe a minute. And I said, you know, maybe we get a bigger, I think I may have said this, but I said it to you for sure, whether it was on or off the podcast, I can't remember, but I said, oh, maybe it's a budget thing. Like they want more budget per episode. But in this article, it actually says that it has nothing to do with a budget. It doesn't come from the studio. It sounds like it came from Ryan Condell and George who were looking past the season. Uh, they wanted to actually kind of map things out and have a plan for each season. Like they didn't want to be in a position where they're just making seasons to make a season. Like they want to have a roadmap to the future. And I know some people, uh, you know, cause the internet is very reactionary and I understand that cause I can be that way too. But um, a lot of people saw, saw this and were, were upset and saying, Oh God, look what they're doing. And to be fair, Warner brothers has been doing a bunch of stupid things lately. So like, I'm, yeah. I understand being apprehensive, but when I read this article, it very much sounded like a George and Ryan Condell decision and not a Warner Brothers decision. And, you know, knowing what they have for season two, it sounds like a battle is being cut and put into season three is, is what the article kind of said. So to me, I, I'm fine with this. I think I think it's OK. And we talk about seasons three or four. It sounds like they're still trying to figure that out. And this was part of that process. Uh, I have seen some people a little bit wary that they feel like they're trying to push it for a fourth season. So they're making the seasons a little bit shorter. And while that is annoying because we might have to wait a year and a half to two years between the seasons, a lot of times that's because of schedules for the actors, um, budget, you know, hey, if we split it up, we do get a bigger budget for the end of the show. Uh, so it's hard to tell. I, I don't think that this is that bad of, of, of news. I, I don't know how you feel, Matt, because we haven't talked about it since last week, but um, I'm not I'm not all that pessimistic about this. No, you know, I'm not really all that worried about it. And if anything, I think it could be a good thing, because remember, it's not like this is a show. You know, I think sometimes when you think about, oh, you look at the episode count, the episode count isn't really the whole story 
right? That's right. It's oftentimes the episode length. So I'll you uh, another example is like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. So Stranger Things this past season, season four, did something like very weird where they released season four. You know, Netflix's style is they just release everything at once, typically. Um, you know, once Disney started doing the weekly release with Mandalorian and everything, now we've seen other people do that as well. Um, and of course, HBO is kind of its own thing because some of it airs on HBO, then it sort of comes to HBO Max. But sometimes you get the whole show, you know, at once. Mm-hmm. So... It's a little weird because if it's like locked in on to say it's like something that's on TV, then, you know, that's where you see like 21 minute episodes because it's like a half hour show or you get those hour long shows, which are typically like at exactly 48 minutes. Now, with streaming services shows, you can often go really as long as you want. Most times like Game of Thrones, most episodes were around 50 minutes. And then, you know, you'd have like credits and stuff like that. So it's like an hour block because it would also be airing on HBO. Now, towards the end of Game of Thrones, they kind of shifted it a little bit. We got some longer episodes. Um, But, you know, Netflix has done their own thing. Like Stranger Things, as I said, it has an episode in it. And the the last season of Stranger Things, it's like a movie. It's like a two-hour episode. Uh, So, you know, I mean, you really can, like, play around with the time frame. And, And, you know, it's like if we get eight episodes, but they're all, like, an hour and a half long, like, you know, it's still the same as 10 episodes. I'm not saying that it's mm-hmm. going to be that case, but, you know, just something to think about. So yeah. uh, I do expect we'll probably have some longer episodes as well. You know, maybe like every episode's like an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. Like a lot of the House of the Dragon episodes were kind of long. Yeah, they, I mean, actually, they were, they quite were, a few of them were over an hour. That's right. Yeah, quite a few of them were. And, you know, another thing to, to think about is like what we have left and like we'll keep it non-spoiler, I guess, because, you know, we don't have. Right. We, we don't know who's listening or whatever, but like my, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is like, we have some story left. Don't get me wrong. There's some big stuff coming, but like, it's not that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, I, I'm actually impressed with how much they covered in season one. And I think we all kind of felt like the pace was pretty fast. I think that's a, you know, depending on who you write, it's a good or bad thing. Um, I don't expect that to be the pacing going for even with eight episodes. I'm not I'm not totally convinced that it'll be at that breakneck pace. There are a lot of battles, though. So who knows? Maybe it's a, you know, episode to set it up a two episode battle. You know what I mean? Like if you think about the the uh, season in, in in two parts, almost maybe that's how it'll be. It'll be like an opening two episodes of battle and then a fallout and then the next battle and whatever else it might might come after that. It is interesting that they're cutting a battle. And putting it into season three, because that is a very George R. R. Martin thing to do, considering that he cut a battle at the end of Dance with Dragons that we haven't seen in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Kind of <laughs> and I yeah, and I agree. I agree. I agree with everything you just said, because it's one of those things where, you know, season one was was really interesting because you had to cover a lot of a lot of gaps in in terms of the timeline. Yeah. Which is why there's a lot of time jumps, right? Mm -hmm. Once you kind of get to the point to where we're at now, there really aren't any more time jumps. Now it's like everything is just sort of takes place in this, in this little block. So I, you know, we were talking about before the show even ever came out. I think we were kind of like, I don't know how you could go past five seasons. Like, you know, without knowing that we were getting 10 episodes, we were just like, we're just like, there's like, I don't even know how you could get to five seasons. So now, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like, you know, three seasons might be okay. I'd be okay with it. I, I don't have a problem with it. I just, 
I hope that um, it's not just all spectacle. Like, I hope we get a lot of those down to earth moments because there's a lot of stuff that happens that needs to be processed by the characters. And they've done a good job of establishing them while still remaining at a ridiculous clip in, in season mm -hmm. one. Um, another thing to keep in mind, and me and you've talked about this a little bit, but it, it made its rounds with this news again, is that it's on the table right now talking about House of the Dragon being an anthology show. So seasons right. one through three, let's say, might be like this the, period, like the, the dance. like the crown. That's right. Yeah, that's no, that's exactly it. And so that's still on the table. I think HBO is probably going to evaluate it after season three, if I had to guess. Um, but there's a, absolutely a chance that this show then jumps and does the Blackfire Rebellion or or something right. else. So mm -hmm. it, it's not totally clear the future of House of the Dragon, except for the fact that I think we can be rest assured we're going to get the rest of the dance. Like we're for sure going to get the dance completed, which is great. You know, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good about it, you know, and part of this all comes in, you know, if if Warner Brothers weren't going through all of the stuff they're going through, yeah. I think this wouldn't seem as as like scary or crazy. Uh, it's just sort of that Warner Brothers is going through this, like, in all honesty, the way I've, you know, I read a lot of the investing news and everything, and I'm even a shareholder of Warner Brothers. Um so I like very close. I very closely follow it. But a lot of the structure in the company is like ripping a bandaid off. I mean, DC has been a mess. They just announced they're going to completely HBO Max series, Harry Potter, where they said we're reboot doing rebooting it, bro. That first That's movie, crazy. That first movie is two and a half hours and they're going to make a whole season about book one. How are they going to fit eight hours of television for that book? Making it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Book one, book one's book one's going to be hard for that. What are you going to do? One like is Four episodes of Harry trying to figure away his way out from underneath the stairs. Like I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you get, I guess, well, you could. Yeah. I feel like each season would have to be like a year. I feel like it's going to be like <laughs> seven seasons. Yeah. I don't they're know. saying a book a season is is what they're saying, and it's only it's only going to be weird for the first few seasons. Like once you get past, once you get past, because books one and two are really short. So like seasons one and two will be a little weird. Um, they're they're gonna add stuff. You're gonna have, gonna you're gonna have to yeah, you'll have to you'll have to stretch seasons one and two out a little bit. But at, but after that, you'll still have to cut stuff. Because obviously, like Goblet of Fires, you know, Goblet of Fire is like the is like by far the biggest, you know, it's like such a, a breakneck uh pace like in the movie. But you know, it's just that's another thing that they're redoing. Obviously, DC's totally fixing itself, everything. Um, so you know, but eight Warner Brothers, uh, at least HBO still continues to be sort of like the the pillar of of that company and um you know hearing we got this news which i think was a little like uh but then you know they're saying the budget but you're sort of sitting back and you're like well is it true or is it really the budget i mean shazam just came out and it had like the biggest drop in any superhero movie like from week to week like ever uh yeah so. i mean this seems 100 percent a creative decision by george and ryan condell so right. that that's why i'm not too concerned about it with all the nonsense that warner brothers does i will say yeah. it did, the article did not read like this um it's just it's just that it that that it's it's happening at the same time as all of the other like yeah. news about how terribly the company is being run. Here's a question. Uh, <laughs> how long until they try to remake the Game of Thrones television show? Because I've always, you know, people say remake season eight. I always say like that's silly. Like they're not going to do. It's like the Lord of the Rings. Like HBO is going to do the Lord of the Rings movies as a series, which I think is a horrible idea. Um, but now I'm like. Well, in well, my lifetime, they may remake you, the Game of Thrones television. In our show. lifetime, yes. In our Why? lifetime, it, 
in our it's, lifetime it, it will it will it will get rebooted like 100%. of course the final few seasons i wouldn't mind if <laughs> it going another way but you're you're dude some of those people who play those roles like good luck to whoever plays ned stark well maybe not you know um maybe not in our lifetime it really all hinges in all honesty it all hinges on whatever sideshow they do and it seems like it's going to be snow it really all hinges upon like the first game of thrones like i mean obviously this is like a prequel you know and we can go back but it's really going to hinge on that first like game of thrones prequel sequel are you, sequel. Are you, yeah. Yes, or, sequel. or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Se- sequel. Because if the Jon Snow show comes out and it does great, then it's kind of like Star Wars where, Ugh. you know, like right now there's no reason to remake the original Star Wars movies because you could just continuously piece around them. And but everything's got to be about a Skywalker eventually. Well, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Like you, you got to You got to continue to piece around it and you add new pieces and it lifts like the whole store. You know, it lifts it lifts the whole story. It builds up. out the universe, right? Exactly. So yeah. if snow comes out and it's like a tr- a disaster, then be. you could sort of do it. But right now it's hard because House of the Dragon is good. So you'd really need like the whole product to sort of yeah, like get really bad before you're like we're gonna reboot it. It's different when it's a movie. It is. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and then and then the, and then the movie is gone for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why you get like soft reboots and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's kind of or it's like now that we live in this age of like everything being interconnected, it's difficult really to sort of go back and like redo something unless you go down like a multiverse route or something, which obviously you're not really going to do in, in Game of Thrones. Who knows? I would hope, I would hope not. I would hope not. But yeah. Yeah. I, I just good luck to whoever's playing Bobby Baratheon and Ned. Star- you know what I mean? Like that. Those are tall shoes to fill. And I'm only saying this before I used to scoff at this all the time. Like, I, you know, we had people in the live chat remake season eight. And I'd be like, come on. And now I'm like, oh, no, they're going to do it. <laughs> they're going to do it because they don't have any new ideas. Yeah. Well, we have that's why we have snow. We have snow. We have snow, we have snow, snow which I absolutely be something new. Right. Totally new. Yeah. In fact, um, and there is some Kit Harrington news. By the way, uh, yeah. let me get that. I'll get that pulled up on Twitter. Uh, HBO and Game of Thrones retweeted. He's at he's being added to some other HBO show. It's not really important. Um, I don't know what the show is. is it right? but it's just it, maybe I don't know something like that. But it's just interesting that Game of Thrones retweeted it. And it's like a Warner Brothers Discovery show. I'll, get, I'll find it here. I think he's about to sign that like exclusive creator deal or some shit. Like, I, I, right. I feel like that's where it's going. Well, that and um, it's being reported that he's like not going to be as involved, like in the Marvel project, which he was supposed to be like. There's now some rumors about that. He's like not going to be. So it's like, OK, well, maybe it's because he's doing this or because Eternals tanked. Eternals did tank. But you know what? <laughs> now he's hey, now he's in Warner Brothers and James Gunn's over there fixing D.C. So we can get him locked in as Jon Snow again, and then he could be a better, uh, he could be a DC superhero as I mean, to a Marvel one. 2027, you know he'll probably be Batman. He, I was about to say. <laughs> you're a Batman. The ba- you're a Batman. For the, for the Batman, actually, that they're going with, in all oh, honesty, no. the Batman arc they're going with, which is uh, Brave and the Bold Batman, which is Batman's older. He's got his son. <laughs> actually... <laughs> Kit Harrington would actually be, I think, could be a pretty good Batman. We can't. I'm serious. We can't do it. It's illegal. You don't think so? No, I. I you just can't. You just can't. why? Why? 
because <laughs> he's too short. Dude, you wear <laughs> like you're in a suit and it's like CGI and everything. Here's the Batman. Would Kit Harrington be a better Wayne, Batman than Rob? I don't than Robert want Pat? it. <laughs> well, uh, uh, what's his name? Jorah Mormont's a Batman in uh, Titans. That's <laughs> true. Oh my he's god, a, he's actually kind of a cool Bruce Wayne. It's a little weird because he's like the, his accents, like really, you know, mm. sort of British. But I think I Kit mean, Harrington. Why not? I Throw him in a suit. Kit Harrington could totally be Batman. I believe in him, but it's just like that is something ridiculous that DC would do. Like. And then if it follows the trend of every Batman actor ever, everyone will say, this is going to be terrible. And then it ends up being awesome. And everyone's like, wow. Every single time that happens. Ben Affleck is back. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Industry is the name of the show. I don't know. Don't really know anything about it. Kay Harrington has been cast in season three of Industry HBO. You're telling me you don't see that guy. As, you don't put him, put a mask over him. And I'm telling you. I think his he ears are too little. He, he could. You have a mask on. Like I think he gives off Robin energy. Well, he could be. He could be. Like, let's get Robin. Rob Stark in here. Uh, Richard, what's his name? Richard Madden. Isn't isn't that yeah. Rob Stark's actor's name? Yeah. Let's get him in here. What's Richard what? Madden up to? I know he was probably, in Medici. Probably nothing. Medici was like a show about French. Think, I think it was the French bankers in like the yeah. 1500s, maybe. And uh, Sean Bean was also in that show, so it was like a little yeah. Al Stark reunion. It was pretty good. I will say the Game of Thrones Twitter account is is all it does is just sort of cause you to be. I mean, right here, look, hey, look here, these people were in The Last of Us. You know, now they're showing them off, and both of them are dead, so they're not coming back in any Game of Thrones thing anytime soon. Rip. But you know, it was like, hey, preparing, prepared to defend the North. And it was like, right once all this news is coming out. So. I thought we were getting a snow announcement for like a day. I did too. I, to yeah. I totally did too. I, yeah, will I mean, they're say obviously this. work. They're obviously working on it. But I will say this the fact that we heard about a co the, the conquest possible, which we're going to talk about, and maybe something about Doom of Valyria, and they didn't mention the, nor the snow show at all. With all this release of like, hey, we're going to redo Hey, Your Potty. Or, hey, we're going to do all these other things. And they didn't mention snow. I did take that as maybe a sign that this is like on shaky ground. Because I feel like that it, this would have been the time to even re-mention it, right? You know, I don't know. Um, I will say compared to, say, Disney, which I think is sort of like, I think that's the, I guess, if you sort of look at it like the direct competitor, just because you have like Marvel and you have DC and then you have like Harry Potter and you have Star Wars. Um, it seems like Marvel stuff get, and Disney stuff gets leaked like left and right. Maybe it's because more people yeah. care about it. Um, but <laughs> uh, HBO, to be fair, the, a lot of their stuff doesn't really get like, even if you look at, say, like The Last of Us and some of the other stuff, it's, like HBO seems to be quite a bit better at keeping stuff under wraps. Yeah, HBO has done a pretty good job. I mean, season eight did leak, but um, even then it was like to, to almost yeah. all the way from the day before, right? Right. I mean, Game of Thrones is different because it was the single biggest television show like in history. Yeah. So, yeah. OK, well. so so I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I guess we, you know, we, we can dive into that a little bit. Or are we really nervous that we have haven't heard as much about snow? If you, I think if you go watch his Jimmy Kimmel interview where he's like, or Jimmy Fallon, where he's like, yeah, I'm literally like not allowed to say anything. 
Yeah, I, I watched it. I I, I kind of felt like he was dodging it a little bit. Like, man, he, he maybe like they jumped the gun a bit because then he started like cracking jokes about how he misses being recognized in the streets every day. It was actually a pretty funny interview. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. it. It would it would be crazy to me if they didn't order a pilot for the sole fact that whatever they mentioned it, even though, you know, most of the Internet was hating on the idea, it was the number one trending thing on every website right. for like a day and a half. So to me, yeah. it would be silly not to at least see some scripts. Right. Well, I mean, you know, we haven't seen just because like the show is in like pre-production doesn't mean that it's. You know, like there's a lot there's a lot of projects that have been in that that when a lot of projects get announced and then nothing yeah, it like sometimes it's a really long time before that's, that's true. We yeah. before before you know before before we see see anything like Top Gun Maverick was in development for like twenty years. I mean, it'd be like every like every year or two, we'd hear like, oh, they they're still working on that Top Gun yeah. sequel, you know. And so you just never know. I mean, the what what makes this show so interesting, I think, more than any of the other potential Game of Thrones shows, is as we said, it's the sequel to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it's like completely uncharted territory. So you have to basically write this from scratch ish. Like, you know, you still have George out there who knows the story and he can certainly help. But all the other stuff is you have like an outline or something you can go adapt. And this is like, you know, there's also higher stakes with this show, right? Oh, definitely. Like the Aegon, like the Aegon Cons Conquest thing, could the Aegon's Conquest show, which we'll talk about here in a second, or any other potential Game of Thrones prequel could flop and it would be fine. The Snow Show not only has to like be good in its own right, it has to sort of repair and fix, you know, the the taste of season eight in a lot of people's mouths. Like yeah. it has to, it has to be like you can't mess it up. It has to be like really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a lot more uh, of the baggage, I think. House of Dragon had a lot of baggage too, but it was pretty clear from episode one that that it wouldn't be a concern, and that enough people were kind of like, okay, like, it just try to block out season eight, and we'll be okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, with that, let's uh, let's move into the Aegon the Conquests uh, prequel show, right? Which was sort of. Uh, you know announced over the weekend deadline same thing kind of reporting it now this isn't this is just sort of you know like we've seen with some of these other things too right which is hey they're just it's being discussed doesn't mean it's coming doesn't mean it's happening i do think it will happen at some point in time whether it's now or it's years in the future yeah i 100 percent believe we will get an egg on the conqueror pre prequel show yeah, it seems like uh, people are wondering if if it, if it will be a TV show or if it'll be something along the lines of, you know, maybe a movie, just a, an HBO original film. Uh, very, very interesting uh, that they're talking about this. And I also saw one article that mentioned the fact that um, this is one of the things that might get turned into a TV show. But even before this, that they're talking about a potential Doom of Valyria film. Right. Yeah. Which... And even, yeah, variety. And I have, this is referencing that variety thing, you know, however, we may get a film based on this premise, which will then lead into the series, of course, says nothing is set in stone. Uh, variety says the show would tell the story of Aegon and his 
in his sister wives, Visenya and Rhaenys, yeah, how they use their army and their three dragons to conquer six of the seven kingdoms on Westeros, with the exception of Dorne. In doing so, Aegon I became the king of first king of Westeros to first sit on the Iron Throne and founder of the Targaryen dynasty. Those events took place 300 years approximately to the, you know, the events of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, I'm down with this. Um, first off, if we got a film about the Doom of Valyria, I would lose my mind. Uh, I, Valyria on a screen, properly done, would be one of the coolest settings of all time in any film ever. Like, it would be the coolest thing. Pyromancers, there's like lava flowing. I mean, I'm in. Like, I'm all the way in on a Doom of Valyria movie. Um, we'd also get some answers about the Doom of Valyria. We'd see some of the first dragon dreams. This This would be insane. I mean... You know, seeing House Valerion was really cool, but imagine seeing all the other dragon families. I, I, I'm trying to contain myself a little bit because I, you know, who knows if it'll now, happen. Now, do you think a Doom of Valyria? Now they say movie. Now mm -hmm. is this like an HBO Max movie, or is this a movie that would also be released in theater? Which is one of the things that um, David Zasloff, the new CEO of Warner's Discovery. Uh, one of the reasons they sort of shelved that Batgirl movie was he was like, we need movies that can be released in theater, not necessarily like HBO Max. Movies. Yeah, this would be the theater release. They're going to go for the box office, I think. It, I think it would be a massive thing. So who would you want to potentially do that movie? Let's just let's do a little fan casting fan, like maybe some little bit of a cast, a little bit of directing here. Uh, I know who I would well, actually I don't know who I want because I, I don't know a ton of filmmakers. I mean, my favorites, uh, Dennis Villanueva. I, I always that's exactly who I was going to say. I, I say his name wrong all the time, so I'm sorry. folks. That um, is exactly I literally just looked it up. That's exactly, but he's that's, he's the he did Dune. I feel like he would be like I just the setting that we saw in Dune, the way he handled like the visual of it, man, I feel like he could crush Doom of Valyria. Yeah, the Doom of Valyria would require a vision of of Plantos, you know, outside of Westeros that we've never seen before. Like we've never experienced anything like Valyria. And it's a really cool opportunity to bring in someone that's really visionary and really imaginative and, and can bring these things to life. And to me, you know, he made Arrakis feel real when I watched Dune, you know, I, I figured that they were filming there, you know, it, it, like, right. Holy cow. Um, yeah. I mean, we have this picture up of Valyria. I mean, Valyria yeah, is one of the coolest settings ever. Yeah. And I, I, I think it, it could it could be really cool. So you'd have to do, yeah, you know, the movie, you just base it around like House Targaryen and then the doom happens and they all escape. And then that's going to be sort of the thing that would kick off into. Mm -hmm. It would be an apocalypse uh, movie. Yeah. And you would, would have, end it with would... them like landing in Westeros. Right. Right. Um, yeah, dude, this would be. And then sick. I think we're all still in agreement that Henry Cavill totally needs to play Aegon the Conqueror. Egg on the Conqueror. I mean, is there yeah. anybody else out there? <laughs> and, I, and so I will say this. This is a, another thing we were talking about with the House of the Dragon anthology. There are some people that believe that this prequel that has been, you know, is being saying, hey, let's get this into development, that they're saying this is season four of House of the Dragon. Like some people are saying that it's just going to go into Egg on the Conqueror. Oh, so okay. we, we're talking about it being That'd its be own show, weird. but it might be its own season. Right. Or that'd be kind of weird I, to go backwards. You know, they who knows? Who knows? I, I think either either way, though, you could do a TV show. And I've seen some people say, well, it's just going to be people like dying. But there's a lot of stuff there. Like you have the faith 
uh, that have to kind of reconcile the fact that Aegon's like a total Chad and has two wives that also happen to be a sister. Um, and then on top of that, you could actually have POVs from the other houses. Like it doesn't have to be a strictly Targaryen show. You could show the Starks and and everyone else, the Lannisters and the Barat, every, everybody. You could show all of that and make it a really wider, like a much wider show. And who's pledging allegiance, who's bending the knee, and then you get the Heron Hall scene, which would be incredible. I mean, just mm -hmm. amazing. So for me, I actually think the Aegon the Conqueror show could be awesome. Like it would almost even be interesting if Aegon the Conqueror was in obviously he's in the show, but like maybe the P the show is told from the other POVs. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. when he's on screen, it's like, oh shit. That right. that could be interesting. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I'd I'd be down, I'd be down with that too. Um you know, it's uh, a show that kind of does it's in a I guess it's kind of in a, a different way. But the the goal of the show was um, where it's really kind of about one character, but you get it through the perspective of everyone else. It's like the West Wing. I don't know if you've ever really seen. I, I know uh, of it, but I've never watched it now. Yeah. So the West Wing, while it is like about like the Oval Office and the president, I mean, and obviously he certainly has a lot of episodes that are about him. It's really more about like the 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 cast yes like the the surrounding characters right. of you know of of the president so like obviously you know you're not going to make it like that but i guess with that kind of like framework and mindset of you could yeah, use that though i think to make the show more interesting now i did see some people say if you do a non agon uh, pov it's just gonna be people eating fireballs and i'm like well you're not wrong <laughs> i think you could squeeze i think you could do three to four seasons of that but the advantage is is you could actually see that it's kind of it's like you know we talked about like House of the Dragon and maybe you continue to go forward. You could kind of do that again and honestly do like Aegon's conquest into Megor the Cruel. I think that would be sort of a, a like a good stretch. Yeah, I mean all of that stuff's fascinating in, in Fire and Blood. Like those are some of the best. Megor Megor is one of the best characters in Fire and Blood. Um, so I I could see that working out, and he's so hateable. He is so hateable. I mean, there's a lot of potential there. George George has uh, set up a lot of really interesting history. Um, here, here's a question for you, and it's it's kind of off topic a little bit, but we haven't heard anything about Duncan Egg in a long time. Uh, do you think but, when George made that announcement a while back and he said some stuff's getting shelved, do you think Duncan Egg's going to be shelved? No, I think Duncan Egg is going to happen. I hope, man. I think I think. Even though he said they're still on the table, the thing that I think are getting shelved are like any, if not all of the animation projects, mm -hmm. um, just because they've 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 been very specific about like really cutting back on animation in general. Um, that's why when George actually said that they were still on the table, I was shocked. Yeah, because the animation is actually like expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like really expensive. And so that was like one of the first things that I was like, that's going to get. That's honestly, I didn't even know that we were going to get them in the first place. Cause if you look at like, it's, there haven't really been a lot of like, Hey, let's do an animation adaptation of like another sort of thing that have really worked out that well. Like on all honesty, where it actually sort of works is like when you do something as like a kid's cartoon into the spider verse worked really well. Right. Right. Yeah. But again, it's, you know, like you, that appeals to like a really young audience. Like, yeah, like what you know, 
going for that more adult audience like it, the the audience for people who like specifically want to watch animation like adult animation isn't nearly as big um, and that's not to say that there aren't shows that like there obviously are shows that are successful, but I think like Game of Thrones would be hard to do. You know, like one of the only ones I can really think of is like, you know, like the Castlevania anime did like pretty well. It's really good. That. Hey, shout out to Attack on Titan fans. If anyone's listening, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anime itself is huge. Yeah. Right. Anime itself is huge. But that, again, is really like it's big in Japan. It has it has become big in the United States, but it's a really hard market to break into. Well, because yeah. Because it's like it's like you can't just take any like American product and turn it into anime and hope it works. And, and we have to recognize the fact, and, and I was talking about this with someone the other day, is like the reason why Game of Thrones succeeded is because moms and dads and, and the general audience, like the people who are watching Mass Singer happen to also like Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, if you go look at ratings, I just saw this this crazy thing the other day um, about how this I don't even know what it is. I think it's on CBS or something. It's a show that has been around for like 10 seasons. I've never heard of it. Averages like 12 to 20 million people a week. What and it? I'm like, what show is this? Or maybe it was like five million. It, it was it was in the millions. It was millions of people watch the show every week. And I had never even heard of it. And I'm like, there's a whole reality outside of like the nerdum that we live in that me and you talk about, like rings what, of power. What show, what, what show are you talking about? I do. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was just, what? it was this big Twitter thread about how like there's a whole other reality of media that we don't talk about as younger right. people. And my, my point is, is that Game of Thrones captured some of that, those CBS, NBC watching people's right. attention. And that is why Game of Thrones was so successful. And we would be fooling ourselves if we thought that HBO didn't want to recreate that. So getting something like an animated series, that's why it doesn't make sense to me, because they want to capture the family household. And I don't I just don't think that like, my that's why I think that, you know? I felt like Dunkin Egg would have been the perfect place. to Yes, because I feel like Dunkin Egg isn't really like hardcore graphic. Like there's definitely a couple scenes in it. But I mean, really, like even you just take the first book, The Hedge Knight, honestly, other than sort of like when Baylor Breakspear dies, it's pretty graphic uh, in the book about how exactly how he dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but you could sort of certainly tone that down or whatever. And that could be, you know, something equivalent to, say, like Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Like you could do that and then you could go on all these tales and adventures and everything. Uh, and you could certainly do that, which could bring it in. You know, the problem is that it's hard to sort of, you know, like Star Wars, for example, is PG, PG-13. Yeah. It's hard to sort of do that where you start out R and then regress. Regress. It's easier when you, it's easier to go more adult with something or to go more, you know, when you start in the middle then you can go up and down. It's kind of like, like say DC, for example, mm -hmm. right? Like you go watch or even Marvel has it too. Like, I guess, you know, if you look at the X-Men movies, it's like, well, Logan's like rated R, right? So, okay. And Deadpool's rated R, but there's, you know, you go up in scale. It's harder to start at the top and then come down because you kind of lose what makes it special. Yeah. And I, I think I'd prefer the Dunkin' Egg show to definitely be a live action because it'd be a bigger show. Like, I think that it has a better chance of being successful if it's a live action. Right drama um one of the things that also we have to admit is that fact that george is just going to have to give away everything that happens with 
Dunkin' Egg because he's never writing those books. No, like no. He seems he. I will say this compared to other creators because I'm you know I was looking at some of the news about that Harry Potter show, and you know some of the things were like, well, J.K. Rowling's still going to be like heavily involved, and so it seems you know, and it's sort of like, but she's not the showrunner, so it seems like she's like butting heads on like this is the way it's you know, she's got a lot going on. Uh, we can just leave, we can just leave it at that. But George seems a lot easier to work with, with his properties. He understands television, uh, in Hollywood. I think he understands the, the movie slash TV making business. And that's one of the reasons why his books were so well written for TV though. There was like, uh, I've, I've seen people say this. I've never heard George say it though. Some people say that he actually intended to write a song of ice and fire to be adaptable because he was so bitter with television. But I don't know if that's true. I've never heard George say that. So if, if anyone think, out there has yeah. heard George say that, if you can find where he did and link us and send it to us in an email, I would be appreciative. But I can never find it. I could see that being the case that when he first started writing it, because, you know, you go back to when, the, you know, the early 90s when that was written, there was no way a show oh, like that no. would have ever hit ever hit television back then long. I mean, you know, obviously we've talked about it, you know, there, there were other shows beforehand, you know, once HBO came around, but really it's like once mm-hmm. the Sopranos hit, everything changed. Yes. And then like you had the show even... Rome too. You remember show exactly. Rome and it was yep. hot. Oh, Spartacus yeah. was hot. Spartacus's main actor died. Rome. A lot of people say Rome got canceled. So HBO could put mm-hmm. more money into game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, then you know you had Deadwood and The Wire and other of those shows, but I mean, like the str- the way we have streaming shows today, like never would have happened on no. just the old school network no. network television. I mean, it was even like the difference of you know, remember like in the '90s, it was kind of like man, you had like shows you could watch on network television, NBC, ABC, Fox. Uh, and then it's like you'd go to the cable channels, and they were always a little, you know, they were able to push it just just a little bit more. Yeah. Know? That's why, like, when South Park came on, it was like, what is, I mean, it was crazy because they were just like, we are pushing, like, you know, (laughs) we are, we are pushing every button we possibly can to make the show as extreme as possible. Yeah. And I mean, there were like protests about South Park. Yeah. I I remember it. I, cause I, and now it's like, now it's like, now it's like you look at South Park and it's ridiculous, but it's like, you know, it's, it's still on like network it's still on not network tv but it's on cable and satellite and everything but like there's no way a show like game of thrones ever in the 90 in the early 90s would have ever it would have been like laughed out of because it's like how would you even turn that pg aren't they uh or maybe we talked about the the potential of it weren't they running game of thrones on cable tv at one point or something like that no there's no way i thought it was like overseas you'd have to or something maybe and overseas i don't really I don't really, I don't really know if overseas have different guidelines for different reasons. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. they, they probably do because things are a lot more. But there's zero chance that Game of Thrones is airing on regular like cable TV. Yeah. Some reason I thought there was, but I don't know why. Well, you know, we talked about it, dude. We talked about it whenever Discovery and then merge. We were like, are they going to run like it on Discovery at like 1 a.m.? That's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. that's what it was. There's there's no way. So. Let me spread misinformation. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so. All right, well, uh, any other news, Jimmy? Anything else we want to hit on? Uh, no, man, I feel feel good about this news uh, overall. Um, I just hope that we start seeing things get put in the pro- uh, into the motion. But at the end of the day, 
I think not running all these things in, you know, parallel is a good thing. I, I don't want to be burnt out on this stuff and I want people to be able to take time and digest it. I also think it keeps people from being too confused. So it's just great to hear that, uh, you know, House of the Dragon, they have a vision for the entire thing, not just another random season. I've seen some people talk about, uh, is it John Favreau with the Mandalorian? He yeah. kind of said, we don't even have a plan for the end. We're just going season by season. Like we're having fun. Right. And everyone's like, mm, we don't want to hear that. Like, that's not yeah. what we want to hear. So I'm actually glad that about this news to know that there's the ending is, is, is being planned out. And uh, George has some input on it. And at the end of the day, we're going to get what, at least three seasons, it seems. So hell yeah. It's like, what, four more years of this down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 with it. Loving House of the Dragon. So guys, with that, as always, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to send us any raven you want at btkcast at gmail.com. We've got sort of an hour raven's nest. Uh, and I had a lot of comments on YouTube videos. So we'll be con uh, continuing to dive into those as well as got some Patreon content headed and apple premium headed your guys's way as well so stay tuned with that as always thanks for watching thanks for listening and remember that winter is coming